For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. The driver's seat. It's redemption day for Daniel Ricciardo. He wins the Monaco Grand Prix. The driver's seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. For Kubota, together we are building Australia. Oh, yes, it is all about the bend here on the driver's seat. We are back live. It's great to have your company, Matt McKellen and Stephen Johnson here with me. Gary Rogers will join us shortly, guys, but uh, very exciting times to actually be having another Supercars round. And, Matty, you're going to be racing as well. Well, mate, that, that song that you just played there, uh, that song that you just played there when, it, uh, when he went going on around the bend and then went, yeah, that's exactly what it was like in the McKellen household this week when we confirmed it. My mic's playing up. Yeah, we, we confirmed that we were uh, going to the bend this mm-hmm. week. Uh, I went. Yep. Oh. oh, do I have to take oh. over? Yeah. Off you go. You need to stop playing with your microphone. <laughs> How good are we going? Is that right? We got oh, it now? Don't touch it. I won't touch it. Uh, yes, yeah, so very happy to be going down to the bend. Uh, car just got picked up in New South Wales about 15 minutes ago by the truck driver, and <gasps> we'll we, finally get to race. We seem to be having a whole heap of microphone problems and whatnot today, but you know what? Uh, Gary Rogers is meant to join us. He's actually been good enough to call back the show because I was having phone issues beforehand. Gary, you've got us there? Well, you got to learn to pay your bill, mate. You know the <laughs> Uh, you know what? You know what? We have I got. Actually, I actually work for Telstra, Optus, and the others. <laughs> How good. What's going on? Why isn't oh, Hutchie paying the bills? I don't, we can't get the mics going. I'll, I'll tell you what, though, that's, that's I'm, so I'm embarrassing, guys. <laughs> hey, guys, congratulations, ready? mate. Welcome back and congratulations. And I, I for one, um, and I think I speak. For everyone around Australia, welcome back. Okay. How good is it? You're going to be back on the grid at Bathurst, where you belong. Yeah, well, Stevie, look, you know how we do things. And look, I never, ever wanted to leave there, but financially it was becoming awkward to manage. But clearly the rules are a bit better, and I'm really looking forward to getting there. And more than ever, say hello to Dad. Now, I don't know whether Dad and Mum will be there, but I hope so. Because, you know, um, I hope the weather's fine because there aren't any dicks talking about the weather, right? No, exactly right. I tell, and and to to go more, I don't think Mum's going to go, but it's going to be it's going to be a bit, you know, 50-50 for Dad because at the moment, same thing. He's gonna, they're going to have to quarantine when they get home and, and in an actual hotel. Oh, your Dad's not yeah. going to do that. Oh, hey, so, hey, he's used to bullshit. He'd be perfect quarantining in the hotel. <laughs> That's <laughs> all he's been doing. You're good. You're good. There'll be a very large delivery of Jim Beam and Diet Coke to whatever hotel that uh, that your old man's going to be staying in. Um, Gaz, take us through. Take us through the decision to come back. Take us through the rationale behind the drivers you've chosen, because I think most people, fair to say, won't have heard of uh, Nathan Hearn, but will more than likely have heard of Tyler Everingham as you're a fan. So take us through how all that came about. Yeah, okay. Well, look, I think, you know, Stevie, you know better than most. We've always gone down the young driver route. It's what we've done with Bargs and Tender and Stephen Richards and all the others. And to be quite frank, how's your memory? You should have come to my place when you had the chance, right? <laughs> I know, I know. We've met- been needling hey, you about that. Day? I do remember, anyway, Gaz. We'll move on from there. <laughs> so what happened here, um, Cherie 
Everingham spoke to us about running a car in the Super 2 program. And to be honest, I wasn't really interested in that, but I'd had an eye on Nathan Hearn and um, young Everingham for a bit of a while. And uh, I thought, well, if we could get a wild card entry to supercars, then I'd be... We still had our workforce together. We had the cars there. I mean, the car that they will be driving at uh, Bathurst is the car that Bieber drove last year, or Bieber James Golding to most people. Yep. That's the car. So what happened, I spoke to Barry about it. I spoke to Richard Holloway and to Stiffy, and we thought, well, we've got the ingredients here. Um, those guys can drive on the history I've seen on both of them, what I've been watching. And that young... Um, Hearn, he won the Formula Ford State Championship both in New South Wales and Victoria. He's had a lot of racing experience and also at Everingham goes all right. I mean, we've seen him in the, in the Super 2 Series. So I figured we had the car, the, the work, we had the workforce and the energy to want to do it. It wasn't something about, you know, let's go and get a whole bag of dough. And fortunately, we've got supporters that have, have, have sided with us for a long time. So that's pretty much how it happened. Mate, uh, and, and I know, you know, I've obviously watched Tyler doing a little bit of running, obviously in that Super 2 series and, and obviously in the Super 3 or Kumo back then. But also um, Nathan Hearn, he, uh, I, I know him quite well because when my young fella Jet started racing go-karts, Nathan was already racing go-karts. He's from Lismore, just south of the border. Jet did his first mm-hmm. go-kart race at Lismore. So we've been sort of there or thereabouts with Nathan and his father, Stuart, and, and their family. Their daughter raced go-karts as well. And a, a very That's Stuart it. was a speedway racer as well. So they're, they've got exactly. a bit of, hey, bit of racing, heritage. Racing people. Exactly right. They're racing family. And the family, well, Steve, you just made it right on the head. And they're just really dinky-die racing people, but they're a good family. And that's that's sort of the sort of stuff we like to do. And I and I uh, race against Gary. Uh, Gary, I race against Nathan Hearn in the TA twos, Gary. And yep. I, I, as I say, I, not people may not know about him, but they will after this Bathurst one thousand. I mean, he's a talented young bloke. He drives his TA two Trans Am car on the edge of control every single time he goes out there. He is a gun driver. He is, but he's also very... Look, he's only 18 or 19 years of age, but he's extremely mature. And, uh, look, you know, I'm the one at the end of the day that will end up paying the money if it all goes wrong. And I wouldn't do this if I wasn't reasonably confident. You know, I know it'll be a difficult gig. I've been going there long enough to know that. But I wouldn't yeah. be going there unless... I don't want to have just a nice day out. We want to be competitive, do our best, have respect for the other competitors, and do what we need to do. So, you know, we'll wait and see what comes out of the other end. I, look, I've never, ever said that I would not be back in supercars. What I said was I left supercars because I couldn't afford to be in it the way it currently was. Yeah. But clearly there's been some rule changes, a few things going on. Now, I'm not saying we will be, will be back, but certainly if we go okay here, who knows what happens? Because, look, I love the industry. I absolutely had an enormous amount of fun and enjoyment and certainly satisfaction, which is probably more important than all of the other things. So, you know, we'll just wait and see. Could Gen 3, the new rules, Gary, with Gen 3, could that also help to get you back on the grid full-time? Look, really, I don't want to get too involved in... I'm not in there now. And for me to make comments about, you know, uh, rules and regulations, etc., etc., I don't think that's fair to the people that are trying to um, get their house in order. But I just think that, you know, the first steps happened. The control shocks come about. Now, we've been talking about that for over 10 years. Finally, something happened. 
Yeah. The the engine specs are too expensive. Now something has been done. Now whether it's the right or wrong way, I'm not exactly sure because I haven't looked into it. But what I am saying is just really nice to see finally there's some really sensible cost saving um, processes being at least uh, looked at and perhaps can be implemented. Now I know you know we don't need steel wheels, but I think we do. <laughs> that's too funny. That's an old that joke from my funny. NASCAR days, right? <laughs> well, the TA2s have got steel wheels, Absolutely, Gary, so. we do. We got oh, I know. Hey, hey, Stevie, laugh about it. We do need them. Yes, They're 50 yeah. bucks a wheel. They never break. No. Hey, and let me tell you right now, the wheel, the, the wheel boys would love it. They, would be, they wouldn't have to go to the gym every night. They'd just do practice wheel practice. <laughs> yeah, because they're not that heavy. Um, I, I just want to, Gary, I want to go back to something you just said before. If it sure. all goes wrong... You're the one that's with the wild card. You're the one that's going to be end up paying for this. Now I've been scanning all of the the social media experts out there, and they have given poor old Tyler and Nathan an absolute hiding about. Oh, Gary's just taking the money that these guys are going to put forward. But I think it's important to state outwardly that you know this is a sponsored thing, not just by the two boys, but by your friends and partners. And as you rightly say, if this thing goes tits up, you're you're going to have a, a fair old invoice at the end. Yeah, well, I think you guys know what these cars cost, right? Mm, and um, I'm surprised that people are saying that because, you know, Bards had no dough, Tanda had no dough, Stephen Richards had no dough, yeah. all those guys had no dough, but I enjoyed what I did and I took the risk and they had their satisfaction. So it really disappoints me that people are thinking that because mm. that is a complete reverse as to why we're doing this. This is how I go motor racing. Young guys or girls that want to have a go at our journey, hey, don't forget Melinda Price started life at our place. Yep, yep. And, and, and others. Listen, we, we do whatever we need to do to have some satisfaction and give people in motor racing and also the punters some enjoyment. Um, so let me tell you right now, no one other than me is paying for this. Or when I say me, myself, Hmm. And my loyal band of supporters, i.e. Valvoline, everyone knows we've had Valvoline as sponsors for 30 years. Hmm. Now, we've yeah, done amazing. that because we've been able to service them well. And we believe that these two guys, given a little bit of, of um, encouragement and a bit of guidance from the likes of Richard Holway, myself, can get the job done and get it done with, you know, we're not going to win the race, or maybe we will. Who knows? But we, we're not going to go there and disgrace ourselves. I can tell you that right now. Well, here, here. Well done to you, mate. I think that's fabulous. That it's out, it's on the record that this is Gary's project. This is not just a couple of rich kids taking money. So congratulations yeah. oh, on that. Absolutely. And it has been done before, I, I think... boys. I mean, if if you look back, let's go to Jesse Dixon and Cam Waters, who have never. I mean, Jesse Dixon had never raced a, a formula a supercar in his life. Uh, and, and Cam had only just been, I think, started in Super 2 then, goes and does the 50th anniversary of Bathurst and I think finished 17th or 18th. A, a sensational effort. I think in fairness, I mean, these people are not rich people. They don't have a lot of money. No, they That's don't. That's why the, 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 the boys have got the skills that I like to look for, which is, A, the ability to drive a car, also the commitment to their life as a person as well, and respect for the, you know the people you deal with, and from what I've seen of both of them, they've got those attributes, and that's why we're proceeding with this um, wild card. And really, you know, as I say, who knows? You might get a placing, you might get this, you might have a problem, you might crash. We all know what can happen up there. But the fact of the matter is, this is something I'm really, really looking forward to doing. 
with these young guys because that's the history of JRN. Everyone knows that. Yep. Hey, Gary, just um, want to touch on, you know, talking about obviously young guys and the TCR side of things. I mean, give us a bit of an idea. Have you enjoyed that? You've got a couple of young guys there, Dylan O'Keefe. You've got Jordan Cox, some ripper young blokes there that uh, I yeah. think do a fantastic yeah. job. I mean, how's that been for you, the transition into into that? And, and you know, have you enjoyed it? And, and what are those guys like? Do you think those sort of guys would have what it takes to, to be right at the front at the, at the supercars field if they had the opportunity? Well, I think Dylan's already shown that he can do that in the um, Super 2 series. I mean, we yeah. ran him in those cars, went okay. And I think, um, I mean, young Everingham has shown that he can do that too. But those other guys that we've had there, I have no doubt that they could. What Look, people know I'm old-fashioned. I'm a bit of an old woman, and I'm the first to concede that. <laughs> Is but that why you get on life, with Dad so well? <laughs> hey, let me tell you right now, your dad makes a lot of sense. And don't get me started on rules and regulations and yeah. crap that doesn't work. The fact yeah. of the matter is, drivers, young drivers, or, or even drivers that have had some opportunity, don't need to be told all day long how good they are. Occasionally, mm. they need to be told, well, hang on, you can do a bit better. This is a bit of, of discipline you need to understand about the mechanics that put your cars together, the engineers at work, the guy that drives the truck, all these other things that make a good team. And seriously, I think that most of the guys... The, not just from my team, but I think there's a lot of guys that have come through and girls that have come through that, that have shown certain abilities that have been sport rotten by PR agents and the next thing come they're going to be the next world champion and all of a sudden they lose the plot of where they really got to get to. Yeah, I agree. Totally agree, Gary. Um, just to, I, I want to, Stevie talked about TCR, but I want to talk about the Bathurst International because you've been heavily involved in the S5000 project. You're heavily involved in TCR. You're also uh, heavily involved in getting two Monaros to the uh, the Bathurst, Holden Bathurst Revival this year that's meant to take place. We've, 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 we've nearly got the new one finished. Oh, very, there's a teaser. Very nice. I'm sure we'll see photos of that fairly soon. But do you think... And in you your honest opinion, look at it when you see it. Oh man, Sorry? I can't wait! I can't wait to see it. But in your honest opinion, uh, at this stage, do you think the Bathurst International will go ahead if the Victorian borders not open? No, I do not. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah. that's the same, similar feel to oh, all I of think, us. That look, hey, look, the fact of the matter is, we all wanted to go ahead, Absolutely. and myself sure. as a racing person, and certainly. You know, I'm sure all the motor racing people, spectators, supporters, everything, we all wanted to go ahead. But the fact of the matter is, if we can't get some sensible um, productivity budget-wise to be able to recoup the cost of doing all these things, then we need to reassess our, our, our calendar, where our race events will take place. Because you boys know this is not an inexpensive um, no. activity to do. So... And it's no good going in there and keeping everyone happy and the next thing say, well, oh, gee, we've only got 10 competitors instead of 50. The fact yep. is, if, if we plan it sensibly and deal around the government restrictions, which some I think are, are reasonable, some I think are not quite so smart, but we need to work around those uh, parameters that are set before us and come up with a calendar that will work for everybody. 
I agree. Yeah, and I, exactly. and I, geez, I hope because you'll be racing there, Stevie J. Yeah. I'll be there in the in the Trans Am 100. Gary will have his fleet of cars there. Um, Dylan O'Keefe, Gary, you just mentioned him a little bit uh, ago about. Yeah, he's in Super Germany at the moment. Actually, you're probably aware of that. Well, that's what I'm going to ask you about. That was uh, he, he made his debut in the World Touring Car Championship in a uh, yep. in a Renault. Uh, what did Correct. you think of his efforts over there? Well, I think when you consider that, you know, he went there. Um, Malenko, who is our um, Swiss partner, I suppose, in the Renault program, um, he went there really um, to have a crack at it. And, and I think when you consider the field and, and the cars that were up against, you know, people say, well, you know, he qualified 30, maybe he should have done better. Look, I know Dylan because not only is he driven for us, he also works for us as a, a mechanic or, or anything at our place because everyone has a bit of everything. He can drive, and he's a decent young bloke, and I think he gave it a very, very good shot. Gary, I just want to ask you one more thing before before we go. But um, you've put out uh, a bit of a call for uh, kids to or guys and girls to head up oh, a Billy, Billy Cart Challenge. Yes, Billy Cart, yeah. Actually, <laughs> the Billy Cart Challenge. Yeah, well, it's not so much a challenge. We've had a um, – I think everyone's seen that car that we've had on the television – that was a car that Bovaline gave us years and years ago as a promotion. And when Barry and I were announcing the other day about our wide card entry with Hearn and um, Everingham, Barry thought, gee, you know what we should do here? Like, let's encourage the kids to get away from the computers and the bloody television sets and get outside and involve their families, their friends, and some normal activity. And look, I'm not saying that, it, that it's not normal to deal with a computer or whatever, but I do think there are things that people can do. So that was why we thought... Have a look at this. Build your own car with your mum, your dad, your friends. Put her in, and then we want to give that car away yep. to whomever we think is presented the best billy cut. It Love doesn't have to be the most so ritzy. In fact, the more practical billy cut to me will be better, like an old you know, fruit box on a bit of wood and a couple of ball-bearing gearbox wheels to me that's oh, in fact good. that's how a billy cart should be <laughs> yeah. i mate that's how i got my car control was on ball bearing wheels on a billy cart i mean it, it's like i think your dad said hard on the kidneys Oh, a bit hard on the kidneys, but I think Stevie, Very Jane, your, hard old, on the your old man said it was like uh, in the old days in the wet at Bathurst, it was like a, a Labrador on Lino. A dog on Lino. A dog on Lino. That's what it's like <laughs> in a Billy Cart thing. And just before we let you go, Gaz, no I, I will sit here and say to this day, to the day I die, and Steve and I talk about it all the time, not going we'll to your place. So it's going to be a long debate. Not going to your place all those years ago was the most fundamental mistake of his career. Yeah. Yep. Uh, not necessarily. I think family is very important. And I really, mm. you, know, mm. you know, hindsight's a wonderful thing, but you've got to deal with the occasion mm. at the moment. And, um, you know, I would love to have had him there because I think, well, I had no doubt that he could drive. And you know, whether, you know, our, our way, the GRM way, may not have worked for Stevie because certain people can't handle the way I do things. But anyway, we all know life's gone on. I'm there. You're here. Let's all just have a bit of fun and move on. Absolutely. But having said that, you could. There's no way you couldn't have been harder to work for the old man. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no comment. <laughs> See, that's Dick Johnson hey, in the background calling. Go, Is that Dad ringing you in the work? background? Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Before you go, just mention next time you're talking to your dad, remind him about the car carrier. 
I was at his workshop, wherever his workshop was there in Brisbane, because I used to stay at your house there at Daisy it was at, Hill. It was at Acacia Ridge, yeah. Acacia Ridge, right. I, I mean, I had my escort there working in the shed, working in your dad's garage. Yeah, I reckon he had his XU1 at that stage. I can't remember. <laughs> but working away, working away, the pair of us, we've got long necks, was having a beer during our working period, right? <laughs> anyway, the next thing is this almighty crash outside. We look at there's a car carrier like with the top rows driven straight under the viaduct and torn the top row of cars clean off it. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just remind him about it. Oh, well, I'll, I'll give him a call to my home tonight. Actually, he'll be... Uh, yeah, actually, no, no, I won't, no, I won't he'll tonight. Be he'll be dead asleep. He'll be asleep now. I'll speak to him tomorrow. <laughs> hey, Gary, Don't you interrupt his Jim Boone time, right? <laughs> no, I won't. I won't. Hey, Gary, we really appreciate you taking a bit of time. Uh, first off, to call us back with our phone issue, but uh, I want to ask you one last question, mate. What livery can we be seeing on that uh, number 33 Commodore when it goes around the mountain? Or can you not let us well, know? Well, firstly, firstly, it's not number 33. Oh, oh exclusive, Ooh. right? I know. Because everyone will be aware, I sold one of my franchises and then the other one's yep. on the shelf. And so, sadly enough, that number went with the franchise. And I said that. That's the rule. So I yep. no sour grapes on that. Um, I don't have, haven't actually decided yet. Um, but you will really like the livery. It's, it's, it's familiar with our current sponsor group, but also a bit of colour uh, in the middle of it all. Very uh, cool. Awesome. Very cool. I can't wait. Very, can't wait very cool. It. Well, guys, like we said, mate, we, we've actually got a couple of texts coming through. Great to see Jeremy back for the great race. Good to see Gary still supporting young drivers. Welcome back, guys. Welcome back to pit lane, guys. We've missed you. So the fans have completely missed all of you guys at GRM. And, guys, it's probably the best news of 2020 to hear that, uh, that you're going to put a, a wildcard entry and uh, head to the mountain. And we look forward to seeing you guys do absolutely well there as well. Great to talk to you and all the best to all the listeners. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Gaz. Uh, Gary. That, that, that was supposed to be listeners, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. I, think, I, think I'm, I think I'm on the dick trail. I think I'm in a couple of Jim Boons, right? <laughs> oh, good why idea. Do you think, why do you think we make these calls at 8 o'clock at night? The guests are half-sozzled every single time. It's brilliant. Uh, hey, seriously, I've just finished breaking in two horses, mate. So seriously, I'm a, I'm a talented man, right? <laughs> Very well. Because that is the real horsepower. See you, boys. Yeah, thanks, <laughs> Gary. <laughs> Gary Rogers, he's an absolute superstar, isn't he, lads? How could you? How, what have we done without him? I mean, if there was going to be a year to be without Gary Rogers, this is the year because it's such a disjointed, difficult year. But my goodness, I hope he is back in at least oh, in 2022 with Gen 3. But out of all of those... Chats. We know that our fans, Stevie J, they're a cynical bunch. You copped it your whole career. You're only driving there because your dad owns a team and blah, 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 blah. And that, that social media stuff really has uh, – it's disgusted me this week that that um, the negativity about these boys just being big cash cows yeah. for Gary to come back. And I, I asked him that question because I wanted him to state outwardly on air so we can cut it and replay it and send it to all the media that he's paying these bills. And I, yeah. I know the Hearn family because I race against Nathan in Trans Am. You know them. Um, they don't have a huge amount of money. The Everingham's don't have a huge amount of money, and they're, they're I, putting, I just love it. They're putting their butt on the line for their kids to do this sort of stuff, and their TAT racing and everything else. Like Absolutely, that's, yeah. That's a, it's a massive investment, and as yep. you know, I mean, you know, you raced in it. I know I've been racing all my life. It's yep. it's it's a tough gig, yep. and um, you know, for for Gary to do that and actually want to 
put the effort behind it yep. to go up there. It's it's a massive effort. Huge, it's not just, huge risk. It's huge risk. It's you know they're a six hundred thousand dollar car, mm-hmm. you know, and Gary might be getting enough of a budget from his sponsors in Valvoline and etc. or whoever else is got. We'll see that when the the car actually gets launched. Yep. Yes, the kids might be bringing that. Absolutely, that's everybody does. They they are going to bring bring a little bit of money. They yeah, oh, might bring 20, 30 grand. 20 or 30 grand each, yep. probably something like that. Totally. It definitely goes, it, it wouldn't even pay for practice one and practice two, no. what, it, what they're bringing. No. Yeah. You know, and then if the car gets totaled, whether it's their fault or not their fault, Gary's left with a $600,000 rebuild. Like, yeah, I, I mean, it. it's just, you know. I love that the, he's doing it. Absolutely. And, and we don't see enough of it because it is such an expensive sport. So I get that and I understand that. But for him to come out and continue with that ethos and that spirit, I think it's fabulous and, really and he should cool, be applauded. Really cool to hear him not write off supercars in the future too, saying that it didn't suit him at the time, it was too yeah. expensive, and it's now possibly going in the right direction. He's, he needs to see a little bit more of that. Yeah. So I think that um, you know, if Gen 3 is the way that we all think that it needs to go and should be with regard to cost savings and engine stuff and shocks, which are you know obviously a, a one-make shock now, a controlled shock, etc., you you may you may well see you know a GRM car or two back in uh, the supercars field with you know their long term sponsor in Valvoline and and you know boosting up that that grid again like it used to be back in the day. I mean I saw a photo of Lakeside not long ago. I think it was on on social media recently, and it was I think maybe ninety. 94, 95, around yeah. that time. Yeah. Um, and the photo of all of the supercars, or all the V8 touring cars then, yeah. Australian touring cars, coming under the bridge uh, in a big train of cars, it was a shot that was further back. The car park and the hill oh, were, hanging were from the absolutely rafters. packed. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, you know what? That's what it needs to get back to. I agree. And you see the same thing when it came to Oran Park. and Absolutely. And like, you know, 50, 60 deep from the hill. Yep. Sensational, and then, and then, then on the fence there. line, they were eight to ten deep. You know, the whole way around the circuit, and yeah. you just literally now you can go and you now, which is great for me because I can go and grab a hot dog, come back to the same spot <laughs> in the fence, and I don't have to look over anybody. So, uh, but you know what I mean? Like that's what they need to get back to. We need to get the fans back to the track rather than sitting down and watching it on telly. We'll get to some of your text messages because I have been flocking in. Uh, but you are listening to the driver's seat. An absolute superstar there, Gary Rogers there. Uh, we do it thanks to our mates at Kubota. Together, we're building Australia. You want to talk about Valvoline supporting Gary. How good is Kubota supporting us uh, for all these years? We really appreciate that. But, yeah. <laughs> but Yes, the, we do. There has been a bit of news. And speaking of which, you could be seeing a, a Kubota Mustang flying around the racetrack. But we'll talk about that after the break right here on the driver's seat because... Uh, let's face it, it's been a big week and we'll get to it right here on The Driver's Seat. Hey, it's great to have your company on The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota Building Australia. And remember, if you want to stay up to date with all the news and catch up on our podcast, you can rev up your smartphone with The Driver's Seat app. that features podcasts, interviews and news. He's a must for all motorsport fans. Speaking of news, guys, we've been hotly debating, you know, who's who in the co-driver's zoo uh, for the past couple of weeks or so. But one of the other puzzle pieces fell into place with uh, Jack Perkins. Co-driving with Jack Smith. Yes, we did. We saw that just in the last sort of twenty-four hours. Um, I'm gonna. All I'm gonna say is great for Jack. Which one? <laughs> I'm not gonna say which one. I'm just gonna say great for Jack. Great for Jack. <laughs> Good on you, Jack. Very lucky there, Jack. Jack. <laughs> Well, no, I, look, he'll, I, he'll be good. I mean, he'll, course, Jack, Jack Perkins Jack will be sensational. should learn a lot from Jack Perkins. Is, and I think that's why they've done it. So, and, and 
if he doesn't, you know, I guess sponge his brain of all the info oh. to help himself uh, Im- improve faster, then if he doesn't do that, then I'm, I'm very disappointed because, you know, it would show to me that he's not dedicated. So he's got a really good guy there to learn off. He's fast. He's done so much Super 2 stuff. He's done so much racing. He was, you know, on the podium there last year. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I really think that uh, uh, there's a lot of nurturing to be done by Jack Perkins. And I think it might even give Jack Smith a lot more confidence. I hope so. If Good any, on Jack. Well, <laughs> <laughs> so, well look, we, we know that Jack, Jack Perkins was unceremoniously unseated when the whole 23 red thing happened because he was going to go with Davison there and, and that sort of left him without a drive. So, you know, the, the, there's no doubt that the music is stopping and people have jumped on the seats and Jack's <laughs> been kind of left out. So good for him to be able to get a drive and stay in there. Um, and I think you are – it'll be interesting to see his frustra- if his frustration levels he's able to retain them across the weekend because he's gone from a, a, a damn good car with the Walken – well, a good result with Walkenshaw and Courtney, and then he got into a plum drive at 23 red, and he's just gone right down to the back of the grid. Um, so we'll see how that progresses. And I'll be interesting to see who qualifies the car, and it'll be interesting to see if Jack Perkins is quicker than Jack Smith. We've actually got on the uh, text line that should have had should have have with Todd though. Uh, I'm assuming they mean they Todd want Kelly? Jack or... Perkins to go with Todd Hazelwood or oh, Todd Hazelwood. Um, uh, clarify yeah, that if you could. Maybe o four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. If you want to uh, make because I don't know Te- what that text message just us in the uh, you know some questions, but don't don't forget to put your name on it, please. Yes, yes, that would be very handy. <laughs> so we can give you the credit, because that's kind of fun. That's right. Mm. So let's have a look at the four co-driver spots that are left to fill. So we've got uh, Maka, who still needs a partner. Yep. Andre Heimgartner doesn't have anyone to stir a drink with. Neither mm. does Chris Pither or Alex Davison. <laughs> mm. To stir a drink with. Okay. <laughs> and Bet you he does. What about, and, and is, that it? is that it? That's pretty yeah, much it. Davison's Heimgartner and Macaulay. Yes. Mm. Okay. Mm. Or well, no, and uh, Chris. Uh, Chris sorry. When I say Davison, I mean sorry, I meant Team Sydney. Yeah, Team Sydney. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And and I don't know who. So left. who's with Todd Hazelwood? Refresh my memory. Uh, Jordan Boys. That's right. Mm. So he's he's, got a, he's a young he's a young gun from Super Two and and quite quick as well. Can I just then go back to that text message we got before? My should bum have been, should have been with Todd. Mm-hmm. My bum will only fit in Alex Davison. So fit in anyone else's seat. So you can rule me out of three out of the four. You know I love you like a brother. No, I won't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen Alex Davison's seat. You ain't fitting in that. And by the way, nor am I. Um, I, I, I actually, that text message that someone sent should have been with Todd. I don't half disagree with that. I, I, Todd is on such a roll at the moment. Mm. Um, had such a great Townsville. Put the thing on pole. I think that would actually have been a really strong combination, Jack oh, Perkins and, and Todd Hazelwood. But um, and and Todd would have been able to learn a hell of a lot from from Pack as well. Um, the short answer is Nimsy. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see who fills those remaining seats because we've got so many co-drivers from last year, like Chris Pitha, like Alex Davison, um, that are now main game drivers, and all the main game drivers have been the seats of been taken all the a good ones the, a lot of the super two guys have been taken as that's well that's right so who who's going to jump into it we play this game every week what and about aaron seaton aaron seaton oh, is well, definitely someone that could slot in that 
does a good job. I know he's done a lot of ride days at DJR Team Penske. Um, he is talented enough to slot in. Would he go in with Heimgartner in the Mustang? Maybe. Could he go into a Team Sydney? I'd, he'd be more likely at Team Sydney more than More likely would there. Than at, uh, but who's, I mean, do we get a New Zealand driver? We haven't seen any real New they Zealand. Come Look, over. I don't think we're going to be getting any international well, drivers. They can come over. They just have to quarantine. Yeah. And the Melbourne guys are going to have to quarantine. I mean, Tony Dalberto's going to Darwin to quarantine. Well, yep. Tommy in Toowoomba has texted in. Thank you for putting Tommy. your name to it too, Tom. Good on you, Tommy. Hi, guys. Wouldn't John o. Webb drive one of his cars? Oh, I don't know. Talked about this off air. Not sure. Mm. Yeah. Well, just Is actually, he fit enough? But just looking know. at the, like, let's look at the 2019 co-drivers that don't have a seat. At the moment, you've got Timmy Blanchard, who last year teamed up with Nick Perkat. Obviously, that's not going to happen. Dean yep. Canto teamed up with Macaulay Jones at BJR last year. I wonder Pop- why that's not happening again. Possibly could. Uh, he, been... He'd be a strong possibility for Team Sydney. Mm. Well, there you go. That's... Uh, Richard Musket teamed up with James Golding. Nah, everyone no. at Team Sydney's way too tall for Canto. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for Canto. Yeah. Richard Musket? Oh. Hasn't been driving anything, and, and normally Richard would drive. But who has seriously this but, year? But normally Richard would drive a GT or something yep. like that in preparation. Um, you're right. Who has obviously? But um, yeah, maybe maybe Richard Musket. Yeah. Oh, uh, you also got Stephen Richards who partnered no. with Frosty. No, don't reckon. No, New Zealand. Don't reckon. Oh, he's in New Zealand. Yeah, yes. but I don't reckon. Of course he is. Oh yeah, there yeah. you go. Uh, yeah. Alex Rulo teamed up with Simona last year. Alex Rulo has always been earmarked as one He would be a very good candidate for Team Sydney. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you mean he'd bring along his friend Charlie Ash? Yes. Because <laughs> he's got plenty. Oh, you know what? If you if you look at it that way, Richard Musket's got a boatload of dough behind him as well. So maybe Rulo. Mm. Yeah. Maybe maybe Dino. Maybe and, and and we're not trying to. Uh, not harp on anyone here, but you know these teams. You know, even Kelly Racing. Obviously, you know, Andre's going to need someone that's solid, Quality. you know, because he's. Yeah. They're going to be. I think they'll be okay um, at Bathurst. But you know, Team Sydney. It's. it's no, I don't. I don't know the budgets of any of these teams. But um, Chris. Well, actually, they're both Chris and Alex have really um, surprised us the last few rounds. They've actually. Mm. Inch you know, their way a little inch forward. their way forward. Like we at the start of the year, we knew where Courtney was at the start of the year at Adelaide in that car. We yeah. knew where Crispy and and uh, Alex were at the Grand Prix, mm-hmm. um, and then obviously moving on, they've actually really edged their way forward. And obviously, Chris, you know, thank thank God for the the no, not thank God, but thank thankful for that tire rule that you know Chris got a nice P5 there yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. but then they actually showed some decent pace at Townsville when it was literally a one tire event yep. so you know I think that they've what and, and Chris has outwardly spoken and said you know he wants to stay at Team Sydney he's not looking for a, a better seat at like a Tickford or anywhere but he, yeah. he wants to show what he can do at that team next year so Chris uh, and Coke are connected yes like Chris and Icebreak used to be Correct. Don't go into your whole Coca-Cola advertisement, Nimsy. Um, but Chris and Coke are connected. Yep. So whilst he's not looking, do you think there's plenty knocking on the front door for Chris and the Coke money? As in, for, like, asking for, for next money? year? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Chris, but I think we'd love to put you in our car because we think you're a great driver as yeah. long as you bring the gazillion bucks you get from, well, 
the whatever money he gets. He from does Coke. work very. I mean, as as all the guys do, a lot of the guys do. They, Chris works very very hard with uh, his sponsors and his people, like we all do, and does a fantastic job. So you know, whatever he gets and whatever sponsorship he gets, I think he deserves every cent of it. Oh, 100%. You've never seen a bloke work harder. Absolutely. I've worked beside and him in the sponsorship nice world. Bloke, and a know? ripper bloke. And, and look, we you know we put the blowtorch on Team Sydney at the start of the year. I put my hand up and said, these guys have got to commit harder. They've got to commit harder. They've got to learn faster. They've got to get more people. They've got to move into their facility. They've got to commit harder. And they have. They have committed harder. My issue with them at the moment is consistency. Because one minute Chris will be really good on a lap, but then whatever strategy they're employing or whatever setups in the car doesn't last race distance. And they qualify well or do something like that and then just plummet to the back of the back of the field. So there's still room for improvement there. Let's just remember it's year one, I suppose. And if they keep the commitment going, they may have improved results and Bathurst may actually be half decent for them. We'll, well see. Let us know what you think. 0433 98 11 16 is the text line. You are listening to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we're building Australia. We'll give you a quick update of the power rankings. We'll do that next. If you want to be part of the show too, text in 0433 98 11 16. If you want to be a co-driver for one of the teams, text in 0433-98. Put your phone down, Steve Johnson. Oh, sorry, sorry. It's not happening. Back with more right after this on the driver's seat. And thanks to our friends at Kubota for over 40 years they've been making Tomorrow Matter and together we are building Australia. You're listening to The Driver's Seat. Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson with you. And right now, let's give you a quick update on the power rankings. This is the Driver's Seat Power Rankings. Now, for those uh, that have, might be new to the Power Rankings, very, very simple. It's a 3 t one vote, much like the Dally M in the NRL or the Brownlow Medal in the AFL. Now, the Power Rankings after the Robson Civil Projects Townsville Super Sprint, a good family company, according to Michael Caruso, if I uh, recall. Um, <laughs> 20 votes to Scott McLaughlin. He sits clearly in P1 on the ladder. Ten votes go out to Nick Perkat. Nine votes to Jamie Wincup and Shane Van Gisbergen. Seven votes to Scott Pye and Todd Hazelwood. Six votes to Will Davison. Five votes to Fabian Coulthard. Three votes to Chaz Mostert, Cameron Waters and Anton Di Pasquale. And one vote for Lee Holsworth and Jack LeBrock. When you have a look at that ladder, boys, um, obviously you see a fair bit of cream at the top there with uh, Scotty Mack and the Red Bull cars. But uh, Nick Perkat really has had a hell of a year, hasn't he? Oh, he's having a blinding season. I think all of BJR, uh, which uh, culminated in that that you know double pole position at the Robson Civil Projects Townsville Super Sprint. Uh, I, just, <laughs> I can't believe you said that without <laughs> without a, with a without, lisp as with well. A, with a lisp and without tripping over your own tongue. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I haven't seen. I haven't had any Jim Beams this time of night. I've got to drive home. Um, yeah, I, look, I I think. This is a standout season for BJR, and they're probably thinking to themselves, "We don't want to go to Gen Three. We just want to. We're getting on top of where we are now." Mm. Um, but yeah, I I love that list. I, I mean, Scott McLaughlin clearly, Stevie J is having a brilliant year, but I love that Nick Perkett's in second, and uh, and in third is Win Cup and and Van Giz, and then Toddy Hazelwood is in fourth, equal with Scotty Pike. Names there that we're used to, and some names that we're not used to seeing in the power rankings. It's great. I think it's awesome, and. You know, I think that uh, certainly the, I guess, the controlled shock absorber, I think, has assisted all these teams, probably more so the teams that are, um, you know, and I don't want to say midfield teams because they're not because they're front-running teams now, like the BJRs and that, that that were doing an awesome job, but they really just didn't have that last little bit of resource like uh, the Red Bull Holden Racing Team or Shelby Power Racing to extract the 
utmost out of their shock absorber package yep. back when it was free. Yeah. Now that it's actually controlled and literally you've got to send your shocks back through supercars yep. to Super Shock yep. to get them serviced and get them back again. You can't just send them back every weekend. There's got to be an inherent issue with one that they can see from the dyno sheet mm-hmm. to be able to send it back. So um, they, you can't just, you know, and you get so many free services a year per shock and mm-hmm. then they, you start paying for it. So mm-hmm. I think that's that side of things has really helped those teams and uh, made it a lot more even, you know, playing field over the, over the field. How do you think they will go at Bathurst? We know that BJR are typically strong at Bathurst, but... Again, history shows they probably have that lean patch in the middle of the year. They start off well, have a lean patch, and then, you know, shoulders back, ears pinned back for Bathurst. Do you think that they're, this year, they're coming off a weird year, but they're having off some great results that they'll fire into Bathurst with lots of confidence and, and you know, lots of bravado and, and could possibly, you know, threaten the big boys? It could do. It could do. But I still think you're going to see, you know, the big teams, the two big teams, you know, setting the pace up the front, especially in practice qualifying. Uh, I think uh, the Erebus guys, Davey Reynolds, as always, just lifts that next next level yep. at Bathurst. I think they'll be fast again at Bathurst. Obviously, see how everyone fares this weekend at Taylor. But, uh, yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, and I'm not saying that these teams can't pull off a win. They 100% can. Yep, I'm, I'm just saying that qualifying that, I think you still, you might see maybe an Anton or someone spear up into P2 or P3, which we've, which seen, we've seen in the before. past. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Um, but I think the majority of the week um, with the pace and the qualifying and, and the top 10 shootout and all that sort of thing is going to be spearheaded by, you know, the Red Bull and the Shell guys. Uh, but then the race, uh, anything can happen. Nimsy, this this weekend at Taylor Bend is going to be very interesting because we've just come off a street race. Stop, start, not a lot of loaded, hugely loaded corners. If you can go from that style of circuit to Taylor Bend and, it's going, and they're going to run both uh, iterations both of the circuits, circuit yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can perform well at Townsville and then go to Taylor and Bend where it's long, loaded, fast, couple of big break zones, all that kind of stuff. If you can put together that weekend as well, you got a strong package going to Bathurst. They should. There is a, 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 a I guess, a lap around Taylor and Bend that's around about... 7.2 seven, is it 7. 7.3 Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what they should do? I'm not running it, thank God, because I don't remember which way it goes. You know what they should do? <laughs> they should do like... Practice and qual on the international circuit, and then just bring a hey, we're going to run the full circuit for this race <laughs> with no practice. Throw all the professional, like the, the, the best 24 drivers in the country, straight onto that long circuit with no practice and see who has it at the end. <laughs> Not going to happen. <laughs> would love it, would love it. And I would love the Shahin family to just pop a couple of sprinklers, little pop up sprinklers in each corner. <laughs> As we say, mate, you want entertainment, just add water. Fire off the sprinklers halfway through the race. Dry, wet. <laughs> Sensational. Uh, the amount of times, if you saw in the highlights package, remember remember last year, Shane Van Gisman going, yay, I did a laugh. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. That's right. Oh, yeah. And if you get that triple right-hander, which is what, seven, eight, nine, I think it is. If you get that crosswind Tell me on through, Monday. Yeah. <laughs> if you get that crosswind, we saw so many cars fire off across the circuit. It's yeah. going to be great. It's going well, to be good fun. We'll see what happens in the power rankings next week. Uh, but you listen to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we're building Australia. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia.
We do it thanks to Kubota, Building Australia. Um, you are listening to The Driver's Seat. If you want to be part of the show, very easy to do so uh, via our various social medias and whatnot. But, uh, Stevie, something I did happen to see on the old social media, in fact, uh, on your son Jet's page, was the in-car footage of him in a TA2 Mustang. And uh, it's his first time in a V8 car, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, absolutely. And... You know, previous to that, the fastest thing he'd ever driven was a Hyundai XL, which is obviously what he currently still races. But um, to go from that car into a car that's left-hand drive, uh, probably twice the size of his Hyundai XL and five times as powerful, <laughs> uh, I think he, you know he's definitely surprised me. And you know, Did the, a great job. the kid hasn't really done. He's done five car races or five or six car races in his life. Uh, five, actually. And, um, you know, he literally did 15 laps and did a, he didn't make any mistakes. He didn't lock any brakes. He didn't left go off into braked. the dirt. He left foot braked, which he doesn't do in his yeah. Hyundai. Yeah. Um, and he didn't miss any gears. So no, I, think I saw that. He was, it was good. sensational. So he did a really good job. So very proud of him. And yeah. when I, I spoke to him on the way out on the phone and he wasn't intimidated in the slightest. No. But he wasn't overconfident as well. He wasn't like, oh yeah, I'm gonna do it. he just took a really He was nervous. He was yeah, definitely he was nervous. nervous. He wasn't he intimidated. Wasn't intimidated. No. He wasn't intimidated until he got to the back straight, put his foot down and goes, Holy <laughs> crap crap, Dad on the radio. This thing goes. <laughs> Mate, they look, they are um the the trans the T A two car Trans Am car is is essentially for those who don't understand it it's it's a cross between I suppose a supercar and a NASCAR but all detuned a little bit to make it easier to drive and more cost effective. I think it's literally a very detuned NASCAR. Yeah. Okay. It's, you know, really, it's not really got any of the traits of a supercar. The supercars are, I think, way more technical. Yes. But. Uh, they're they're very but like, rear wheel drive V eight engine drive, that's about the similarity V eight engine yeah. yes uh, it's got I think they capped at five hundred and twenty five horsepower yes. so they're a crate LS nine LS six LX six sorry yes how motorsport engine yep um, so they're a, they're a proper you know proper built engine yep uh, four speed uh, non box. non synchro mesh box so dog box yep. absolutely which is um, made by G force which is a, a very common uh, you know, my old Mustang Sally had a G-Force gearbox in it, so yep. same sort of thing. Yep. Uh, but, um, you know, just tubular chassis, mm-hmm. uh, fiberglass body panels and body kit, and um, just a, a proper sexy-looking Mustang. Yeah, and, and they're built for guys uh, and girls who you can either be on the way up through the ranks. So in, in the class at the moment in TA2 and Trans Am, you've got, you know, guys like Aaron Seaton, Nathan Hearn, who we talked about a little bit earlier, who's mm-hmm. now going to make his debut in Supercar. You've had the Medikis, iDrive in it, Hugh McAllister, a whole bunch of guys. And you can be a, a guy who's in his or girl who's in their mid-50s has never driven anything, and you can confidently jump in one of these things. And with a bit of training and help from the technical guys, uh, Cam Sendel and all the guys at TA2, they can actually get you on the pace and having a lot of fun. Yep. Um, and they're quite cost-effective. 150 grand. I know that sounds crazy, but, but from a racing a, point of view... Compared to a supercar, yeah. Supercar that's 600. These things are about four or five seconds slower than a supercar. Uh, and that's a lot of speed. That's a lot of grunt. And, and you know, what what really in it, it impresses me the most about it, it's the way you want to go racing. It's 
the cost um, effectiveness, like the what what you need to spend to race one of these cars is a tenth of the budget of a supercar. Absolutely. Um, you know, and you well know, Maddie. I mean, you've only mm. just just got a fresh engine in your car. I think for this year, I just refreshed my engine. Refreshed after engine. Four, four years. years, I refreshed my engine, and and Cam sent all the technical guys. You know, you can rev it to the red line yeah. on the <laughs> Motec dash. No, right. I'm a green line changer. Oh, I, I right. change it on the green line. When it all goes happy to change, I go, oh, okay, cool. Seriously, when Cam pulled it down, he rang me and he said, look, we're going to do it, but we don't need to do it. it like, you could easily race again. It, it lost maybe six or seven horsepower after, over four years. So we did it. We spent $17,000 again in race. That's a lot of money, but in racing terms, that's pretty good. Completely refreshed the engine with all the good bits in it. And the thing's pulling like a train. Mm. So, and we, we won't touch it for another four years. Mm. So, um, this is not about TA2 or Trans Am, but this is about Jet's experience. And I think it was a seminal point in his career. And what a wonderful opportunity uh, that the category exists for him to be able to step into that and do really well. And I think it should also be an indicator for any other car racer out there, whether they're in Hyundai's Formula Ford, Nathan Hearn graduated from Formula Ford, um, whether they're in sports sedans or whatever, to honestly give TA2 and Trans Am a look because you can race on supercars, mm -hmm. which we did at the Adelaide 500, and I'm doing this weekend at Tail and Bend, or you can race um, at the AMRS races where you get a whole lot of laps for, a, for a, a pretty reasonable entry fee, television packages. You just can't beat it. And so if you are a racing person, have a seriously look at it. Have a serious look at it. And uh, Or if you're in Adelaide come and, and you're at Tail and Bend, come and see myself. I'll take you through it, chuck your kids in it, have a look at it because they are a mega thing. Mm. It's a mega car, and Jet did a mega job. Yeah, yeah and, and sorry, Nimsy, and just, you know, it's definitely something that um, has caught not only his attention, but a lot of people have seen his social media stuff and have had contacted me as well. So, you know, we're really starting to try to build a bit of momentum to gather some little sponsors for him to be able to do that next year. Um, so, yeah, it's just one of those things that, you know, we're like anybody. We've got to push hard to get money. We haven't got the money to put him through it personally yep. so yep. we need to work hard he needs to work hard at getting some sponsors and being able to service these sponsors to be able to live his dream and that's the only way i can myself and grandpa I can only help him so much mm. and i've always said to him that being good to your sponsors being good to media being good to your friends and people that that are helping you out will get you further than what grandpa and i can do it yeah mm. so, so let me ask you this if you get a package together and he jumps in the car and he comes and races against say uncle maddie so you're on the radio to Jet and, you know, he's on me or whatever. And would you tell him to have me off, like to put me in the fence or no. put me in the, in, the, in the dirt if, I, if I'm I blocking too say much? Put, put, I wouldn't say put you in the fence because I wouldn't want you to damage your car, but I'd say feed him into the sand trap. <laughs> <laughs> hey, put Uncle Maddie in the sand trap. And because Maddie's held you up that, for that long and you're so far behind the next car in front, if you put him in the sand trap, a safety car will come out and you'll be sweet. Yeah, happy days. <laughs> you go. Uh, look, if you, want a, if you want a first-hand look, check it out on Jetty's social page. It's, uh, it's some ripper footage there. But, um, uh, yeah, really, really cool to sort of see. And uh, it sounds Pretty awesome. cool for a 15-year-old. I mean, I never did anything like that as a 15-year-old. I was still racing go-karts. So um, to be actually racing a proper V8 rear-wheel drive purpose-built race car at 15, far out, man. I don't, my good, my dad didn't let me get in until I was like 18, 19. But, when, and sorry, Nimsy, I want to interrupt there. 
And if anyone's listening to this and thinks that's just because it's the Johnsons, it's not. If you call TA2 uh, up in Queensland, uh, again, Cameron Sendall, they test all the time and it's not going to bankrupt the family if you want to come and have a test mm-hmm. because I believe someone came down from Townsville after the Tin Topson had a test. And it's really? Formula Ford kid. Formula Ford kid. So it's cost-effective to even come and have a driver one. Plenty to get through here on the driver's seat. Uh, make sure you do check that footage. We might even share it on our page as well. But uh, plenty to get through. Got our race rewind. We'll wrap up the podium as well. And we'll even have a look-see at some Bathurst moments. We'll do that next right here on the driver's seat. <laughs> this is the driver's seat race rewind. Uh, now, we've got the super cheap auto Bathurst 1000 just a month away. And we're going to have a look at some memorable Bathurst moments over the history of the great race. And when we talk about Bathurst, Steve, we always have to mention the great redemption and horror story that was the 1980 and the 1981 Bathurst for your old man. And it was one of the most bizarre Bathurst moments with the old rock that uh, unfortunately yes. derailed uh, poor DJ in 1980. It's uh, it's one of those bizarre things. And you look back now and go, you know, you can't believe that happened. And, you know, I've seen there's been, and, and you alluded to this earlier, Matty, with regard to some of the trolling on social media that, yeah. um, you know, people were saying that, you know, he, he did it on purpose and, oh, you know, you couldn't, you know, why couldn't you miss it, you know? And then it was either the truck, there was because there was a, there was actually a, a, a flatbed, a flatbed mm-hmm. truck with a car on the back right next to the rock. Now, you know, everyone's got their own opinion, and and but you know, ninety nine percent of the opinions are correct, and yeah, and uh, yeah. So I mean, obviously, nothing like that would happen these days. You wouldn't think, but having no. said that, um, you know, there's a lot more safety measures in place. But the funny thing is, it wasn't that long ago that Dad actually found out the proper story with with the, the actual guy who actually did it. Um, yeah, right. And he was him he, and his mate were in a 10-second explanation. What did they do? Well, him and his mate were hung over, lying down on that part of the hill, just coming out of the cutting over the little brow of the hill, mm. uh, just before Reed Park, I think they called it, or Solomon Park. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, they were asleep. The guy had it, they both had their feet up on rocks, and obviously they were he was mucking around and moving his feet, dislodged this rock. The rock rolled down on the track. He sort of heard this big bang and saw mm. this car up over the fence and then realised that there was a big hole in front of him where his feet were on top of this rock and they picked up their stubbies and they run left. Away. <laughs> run away, run away, run away. <laughs> like a kid who's broken a window with a cricket ball. They just... <laughs> I'm out of there. Yeah, right. Okay. So wow. that's it, pretty yeah. much. Good story. In a nutshell. And he's got the rock, hasn't he? He's, he's got the actual rock at DJR headquarters he in, has. Uh, in Queensland. He's, uh, he's got... Well, the biggest part of it that was left, obviously, a lot of it got smashed. Yes, but uh, <laughs> along, with the the big, the the, along with the car and Dad's house and everything else, because that was basically his house, his car. Oh, he mortgaged the house, dear, dear, dear. and um, yeah, so basically, um, he's got the biggest part of that rock, which is still a fairly deep. It's something that you would pull out of the mine. It's not, you know, you get rocks at home, you pick up a rock, and it sort of half breaks. This thing's like it's made out of rock. <laughs> no, it's like stone. Maybe it's like. <laughs> It's like it's like slate, you know. Like it's like a it's hard. It's yeah, not right. like a normal rock like you would find in your backyard, Matthew, <laughs> or on your wife's like finger. It's... <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard. It's like it's made of no. But there's rocks and there's rocks. Rock. <laughs> well, it, it all turned out pretty good because twelve months later, with a brand new Falcon built with the money raised by the public and fans, 
Uh, DJ repaid the faith and he won his first championship before heading back to Bathurst and conquering the mound as well uh, alongside John French. But another great Bathurst moment, uh, which always gets replayed over and over and over, Marcus Ambrose versus Greg Murphy. It's uh, one of the most famous bits of footage, them toe-to-toe like they were were, uh, Danny Green and Anthony Mundine. How good was that? I mean, so cool. That 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 piece of vision um, has been with us for you know a long time now, and it will be one of those pieces of vision that will continue to be played for ad nauseum because one of the things we don't see, um, or one of the things we haven't seen in recent times, is drivers showing an enormous amount of emotion at each other. Hark back to the days in the Super Tours of Paul Morris and Tony Longhurst when he tried to you know, pull him straight through the window and, and karate chop him. Um, that was the first time we'd, we'd seen something like Russell that. Russell Engel, Mark Scaife. Yeah, but even then they weren't out of the cars. They, 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 weren't, they yeah. didn't get out of the cars. These two were in each other's face. And as a fan, yep. I was, I know we don't promote violence on this program, but I was hoping one of them was just going to job either one of them right on the jaw to make it pretty serious. Yep. But I think now, Stevie J, if we go back and we ask the guys, don't think Marcus has got much of a different opinion, but certainly... Murphy says yeah. he should have lifted and backed out of it and yeah. and gone from there. And not. Why caught. would you say that after all his years, though? Seriously. Maybe he's just getting soft. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. But, but having love, said I'd that. I'd love him to punch a suitcase if, out if, of each other. If Greg was to snot him one there and then yeah. on the entry to the cutting, yeah. out of him and, uh, and Tony Longhurst, he was way smarter because he would have jobbed him with no helmet on. Totally. And Tony Job Morris with a with helmet, helmet on. on. And I'm like, what an idiot. All he did was broke his visor off. Yeah, no baloney Tony. Not, no baloney not big Tony on the karate broke chop. his finger on yeah. Morris's arrow. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I know. I loved it. It was like two school kids, Nimsy, um, <laughs> with Morris. The good thing about that was that they were teammates. That was yeah, the that was a brilliant thing. thing. <laughs> but the, the thing between, uh, between Murphy and Ambrose, it was like a schoolyard fight. They took the helmets off and then it was just pointing, 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 pointing and pointing. And I think Murphy was telling him he couldn't wait for him to go to the US. And I think Mur- and Ambrose was telling him that he couldn't wait for him yeah. to go himself to the US after all this rubbish. But it was just like a schoolboy fight. But, geez, it was good vision. <laughs> I'll tell you, even if you even if you were deaf, you knew that both of those guys were well, exactly what they were saying to they each other. They were having a moment. Yeah, they were having an emotional moment. <laughs> uh, just for for completion's sake, Mark Scaife and Todd Kelly actually won that race. Uh, Did they? Yes. I had no idea after wow. all that. <laughs> well, it was like a blocked track, wasn't it? I didn't even think the race was going to keep going, but a couple of guys sort of barged their way through the de- the, the debris. The Debris. <laughs> and because uh, there was some there. Mm. And um, yeah, it's um, it was it was a... Where were you? In the pits? I was in the pits, actually, yeah. But in the car or in the corporate? Oh, I was probably at, <laughs> I was probably down the road at uh, the drive through Maccas. <laughs> we, um, we always get to the Bathurst Maccas, we don't we? We always get to the Bathurst. Yeah, but... Anyway. But, um, but you're right. Like, it, it, it took away. I wouldn't have had a clue who won that race. Which is big for you because you've got a steel trap when it comes to results mm. in your mind. So I mean, I could have guessed it out of a few people because there wasn't too many left <laughs> after, after that. that. Yes. So <laughs> Let's move on to our next Bathurst moment, which is, of course, 2006. Craig Lowndes winning the first Peter Brock trophy now. It was one month of the day after the passing of Peter Brock. And I'll tell you what, it was one, probably one of the, if not the most emotional race in all of Australian motorsport. Yep. You know, and and that's fitting. That was 100% 100%. fitting for Craig to win that, Uh, you know, with what he had done up until that point. um, You know, yes, he was... He's in a Ford then, obviously, in the in the better electrical Ford, wasn't he? Yeah, so, he was with Jamie. Um, yep. But, you know, obviously he's holding history up to that point. 
and obviously Peter being, you know, one of his mentors and heroes, um, you know, and that's probably apart from the start of my dad's career, that weekend was the only other time that he drove a Holden race car. In the Tribute. In the Tribute, and yep. he drove one of Peter's Taranas around the track. So, yep. And for Ford Australia and, you know, I guess Ford US as well to actually allow Dad to do that, they mm. I think they realised the the sentimental value that that had with the history. And uh, I yeah. think that was amazing. And, and, and Craig winning that race was just sensational. That vision of him I think crossing. he won it by himself. I don't remember who was with him. Probably Wind Cup. <laughs> Jamie, yeah. Yeah, first, first win probably. But, but that you don't vision, that. that in-car vision of him with, I think, always with us on his helmet. And you just see his head rock back in the chair with the most unbelievable sigh of relief. There was no massive celebrations, Nimsy. There was no pumping of the fists. It was just got across the line. He'd given ev- absolutely everything. And you I think on this visor, I can, relief. I can remember the... the always with us? Brocky something? always with us or yep. something? Yeah. 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 Uh, just, so just that, to me, is my number one moment of Bathurst. Mm. That one. Speaking of uh, other memorable Bathurst moments, 1992... Uh, when, <laughs> <laughs> you just have to say the year to know what exactly happened when yep. uh, Jim Richards decided to, or how do I put it? Uh, Give everybody a character reference at Bathurst. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. Well, take us through it, Steve, because obviously <laughs> your old man was involved in this at some point in time. <laughs> yeah, well, that was obviously the the final year of the Ford Sierra, and it was almost a, a David and Goliath battle between Mark Scaife, Jimmy Richards in the in the Godzilla GTR, and Dick Johnson and John Bow in the Ford Sierra. Um, you know they were up against it. Yes, Dad was on pole, and but the the mighty Nissan was just, you know, in regard to technical and just the car was just an absolute beast, and there was no real chance of anyone else winning. But they took it up to them all day, and uh, and in the end, they did actually pressure them. And and I mean, can you imagine driving a 630 horsepower, 10 inch wide rear tire, rear wheel drive Ford Sierra hand grenade, hand grenade in the wet at Bathurst. <laughs> I mean, uh, I no. couldn't think of anything worse. And against a four wheel drive, Ford... four wheel steer Japanese mega giant, yep, in the skyline, and take it to them. twin turbo, pretty good, you know, and and to take it to them, pretty good. And they did, they pressured them into a mistake because it made them. Stay out uh, for a lot longer. They didn't have, they actually didn't have wets on at that stage. They still had slicks on. They made them stay out for a lot longer because their fuel economy wasn't as good so that they could do one more pit stop to the end. And uh, it didn't happen. And they ended up in the fence and standard uh, red flag. And then they always go back to the last racing lap. And the last racing racing lap, lap, Mm -hmm. they were leading and they won the race. So, what I love about that story, Nimsy, is Mark Scaife up in the side area before you come out onto the, the pits, was actually filling his jacket with um, with uh, beer cans with from Stubby's. Tui's. Yeah, yeah. yeah, with Stubby's ready to throw <laughs> at the crowd. I, I thought that was brilliant. And if you look at the vision, the, no one can hear. I don't think anyone could hear what Jim was saying because they were all too busy screaming bad things. But the look on Scafey's face when Jimmy dropped the character reference was like complete shock on Scafey's face. And I thought it was brilliant. It was just brilliant. <laughs> I think it was it was definitely something Nimsy that we uh, we're never going to forget, you no, know. And there's no. and there's a lot of t-shirts uh, in the paddock that have come out since. Says yeah. I'm an asshole. Yeah, you know, Jim Richards told me so <laughs> yeah. in 1992. Uh, and I remember, I'm sorry, and I remember Scafey mouthing something along the lines, "You're a hanker, but with a W on the front of it," <laughs> um, to the crowd when Jimmy was saying his a-hole speech. 
And uh, I remember, I, if you go back and look at the footage and you, you YouTube it, have a look. You see Mark Scaife looking at certain people in the yep. crowd and mouthing, you're a hanker. With yep. a W. The old and Western well tanker before there. he got the new grill, the, too. The old Western tanker. He's, uh, he, <laughs> he's uh, before he got his big shiny grill That's that he's right. got now yeah, yeah. in the front. Yeah, he could eat an apple or a tennis racket back then. Yeah. Now, <laughs> now this, is, uh, this is a Bathurst moment from the last 10 years, too. The 2014 Bathurst 1000 it has to be probably one of the most famous ones uh, for me because this was one that made a lot of attention. Chaz Mostert. And Paul Morris starting dead last, but mm-hmm. taking it all the way to Jamie Winkup. This footage has just been wa- watched over and over and over. And I can still hear Neil Crompton in my head going, they're oh. losing their mind at Ford Performance Racing. Yeah, I, he was on the limiter then. And it's memorable for two reasons, Nimsy. It's memorable because of the win, the last to first, obviously, for Chazzy and, and the dude. Last to first. Uh, sorry, last to first last for Chazzy first, and the dude. Last to first, the last um, to first. But it was also memorable because the team radio to Jamie. You know, they're coming over the radio saying, Jamie, you have to back off. You are minus one lap in fuel. You must back off. And then uh, uh, Dutto, he, the, you know, the big engineer comes right over the top and says, mate, you've got to. later. Laps later, you got to back off. You and will then I not think, make it. And then I think Roland even came on and had a word to him as well to say, mate, you know, no, I don't remember Roland. Was it Roland on. or was it just Jamie? Might I have think, just no, been Jamie. I think it was. That must have been Dutto. It was catchy, and then it was Dutto, Dutto in right. the end saying, that's right. "Listen, mate, yeah, <laughs> you won't make it. Yeah, simple." And he didn't. So, uh, so he's yeah. got a habit of that, hasn't he? Yeah, he's done it a few times. There's a there's a pretty good Mad Max clip of that. Um, I think there is. Yeah, just got a YouTube. Jamie Winkup slash Mad. But Max. amazing for Chaz and you know Paul Morris, love him or hate him, he's been going up there a gazillion years. And uh, he, to this day, is the only one who has won the Bathurst 6-hour, the Bathurst 12-hour, and the Bathurst 1,000 mm. as well. So credit where credit's and, due, but it was pretty big. And I don't, I don't care what anyone says about Paul Morris. You know, I know him very, very well. I've known him my whole career pretty much. I've raced against him a hell of a lot. Yeah, we've had our run-ins. But, you know, you know where you stand with Paul. Um, he gives to you as much as you give to him. Um, and in regard to... You know, it's not like if, if you've done something wrong to him, it's like NASCAR. They sort it out on the track, and that's sort of his mentality. He's great with the young guys. He's done a lot for a lot of guys in the sport. And, you know, I, I, I honestly, I'm a big fan of Paul. I like what he does, and, and you know, he's, well, got a lot of, he's got a lot of knockers. Yep. But, you well, know. Forever be known as the Bathurst 1000 winner. He, yeah, absolutely. He's won a Bathurst. Yep. Mm. Uh, well, that was some of our Bathurst moments. We'll go through a few more as we head towards Mount Panorama. But let us know what you think. Jump on board our Facebook page and uh, share your favourite Bathurst moments. But you're listening to The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making Tomorrow Matter. And together, we're building Australia. Great to have your company on The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota Building Australia. Right now, though, it is time for our Bendix Breaks Big Moment. Now on the driver's seat, another Bendix Brakes big moment. Bendix, Australian technology for all-weather confident braking. Yeah, if you want cleaner wheels, fit Bendix Brakes. And we always love seeing Aussies do well abroad. And Oscar Piastri, over the weekend, he won the Formula 3 World Championship. And uh, he's got a pretty good pedigree since um, Mark, Mark Webber was actually there to celebrate with him. He was. I mean, how good. Like he is on the road. If you don't win 
an international championship like that if you've done if you don't have talent. He's got the right guy behind him in Mark Webber. Well, he said he's done. Webber said he's done, done more, more than, than him at yeah. that point. Yeah. Way more. So you know, good Mel, good Melbourneian boy. Never raced here though. No, never raced here. But like Ricardo, yeah, you know, just raced overseas yep. and uh, on his way. And let's get him into GP two. Yep. And uh, let's get him on his way. I, I think that's a fantastic. Well, and there's well so many people I think that'll probably say that he. I wouldn't say got handed it because he was in the lead for most of the year. Mm. Um, yeah, his teammate and probably biggest rival, they went into the last race equal on points, Logan Sargent, American fella. Yeah. Uh, got taken out, I think, turn two on the last race, yep. lap one. Going up the hill. Was it lap one? Yep. Um, so really then Oscar only had to finish in the top Nine, 12, I think. was it, or 10? Like yeah, something like that. Um, but, you know, you got to remember that, and, and if people aren't aware that uh, and or watch these races – each week in and week out when they are racing. Um, there were so many races that Oscar could have probably won or been on the podium, but for mechanical issues. He had, mm. I think he had two DRS failures on his rear wing mm. in two different events mm -hmm. um, where he couldn't use DRS um, because the wing wouldn't open. So that cost him, you know, two, three, four, five spots. Um, so, you know, he's had Good to come you. back. Yeah, absolutely. He's yeah. had to come back from some mechanical issues and drove an absolutely smart, consistent year, won the first couple of races and uh, and just pushed on from there. Here's the thing, Nimsy. Someone said to me just recently, there's no comment section on the timesheets and the results sheets. So whatever happened to him previously, you can say he got handed to it, his, his teammate went off, don't give a toss. If he was nowhere in the pack all the way through the year and didn't put himself in a position to win, mm. then he wouldn't have, regardless of Sergeant going out, he still mm. wouldn't have won it. Well, people so, can say that about Rick Kelly's championship in 2016, was it? Totally. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, th there's no Sorry, comment 2006. section. 2006. There's no comment section on a timesheet and a results sheet. Correct. He's got a big shiny trophy that says European FIA F3 championship, champion, and uh, well done to him. Congratulations to him and his family and Mark. And uh, hopefully he'll go to GP2 next year and he's on his way. It should be interesting to see what happens. But, yeah, it, it's funny too because, like, every time you do see – you rarely sort of see motorsport on the back page or even in the sport, um, sporting page of the mainstream press. Any Bruce. sporting page. Yeah, I was about to say. But uh, this is actually something that actually got a lot of people sitting up and going, oh, look. My, my personal favourite, though, was like, oh, there's a Formula 3? Yes, mate. You, you don't just wake up in the morning and <laughs> go to seek.com and go, yes, I'd like to drive for Renault, please. But <laughs> no, and, and you know, look, I get it. It's a European formula. It's a formula that hasn't existed in Australia for a little while, unfortunately. I mean, I think there's a few F3s getting around, but proper race car, like proper, proper fast race car. And up until S5000 held a lot of... Uh, lap records around Absolutely. the joint. They're quicker mm -hmm. than a supercar. They're quicker you know, than a supercar. Mid-corner, they're, they're berserk. So, um, And the, the track that he won it out there, the Tuscan Grand Prix, that's a... Uh, Mugello is an, an insanely fast circuit, hard on the body, hard on the cars, and, and you know, Piastri did it. So, mm. um, But he's won it now. He's got the trophy. Let's work towards GP2 for next year, and let's see if we can get a couple of years in there and then maybe get him up to Formula 1 with Mark's help. Mark on the text. Not sure if it's Mark Weber. Doubt it. But, um, <laughs> but thank you for giving us your name. But Mark. thanks for uh, but thanks for jumping on board. The text line says we have some unbelievable young motorsport talent in this country. Yeah, I we agree. do in this country and competing overseas mm. proudly on bikes. I was going to say, yeah, the diversity oh. over the different ca uh, categories is yep. amazing. In F3, NASCAR, NASCAR. You know, you're right. Yep. Like MotoGP. Like yep. you know, we've got some really good 
talented young guys out there that are really going to push, you know, and, and, and I think guys like Oscar, you know, I can see them sort of taking over from the Danny Ricks when Danny decides that, you know, enough's enough in two, three, four, five, ten years' time, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Yep. Uh, and I think it's great because, you know, there's nothing worse than seeing one guy there doing such a good job and then no one, no one in the wings uh, ready to take over. Yep. And we've got a few drivers in, in uh, F2 uh, overseas from Australia as well. So, you know, I, I, the uh, Mark's right. The depth of talent that we've got um, driving overseas in various categories around the world is unbelievable at the moment. And I, I, it's so good to watch. It's I'm, just so good to watch. I'm also going to uh, – Mark, please don't text me again because I want to know – I want to believe that that is Mark Webber that's actually texted in. <laughs> he can stream. We, we've got Great text from Mark W. Well yeah. done. Yeah. <laughs> M. Webber. Uh, M. Webber. <laughs> just to keep his uh, identity <laughs> a secret. But, uh, yeah, that was our Bendix Breaks big moment. Congratulations once again to Oscar Piastri. If you want cleaner wheels, fit Bendix Breaks – We'll talk about another milestone next here on The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we're building Australia. This is The Driver's Seat for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia. Welcome back to The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota Building Australia. The Bend Motorsport Park will be hosting the second, no, fourth? Hang on. How many double headers have we had? <laughs> We've had this will be the third. third. No, fourth. We had a double header. See, it at is SMP, confusing. I double told header you. At Darwin, double <laughs> no. header at Townsville. Well, double headed. I don't. We had two race meetings at SMP. Yeah, they but, weren't double headers. No, but there was there was one. Then we stopped, and then we went back again. Either way, yeah. either way, we, we're going to be at the same racetrack <laughs> more than once. Okay, so that's if he's, we're going he's for. His, he's got his fingers out, ladies and gentlemen. If we're going for at the same racetrack, <laughs> this is the fourth one. If we're going for double headers. As in back-to-back weekends, right. this is the third one. There right. you <laughs> Political clarification. Right. There you go. But uh, nonetheless, this weekend at the Bend Repco Super Sprint, it's the 200th round for Fabian Coulthard. Uh, Fabs has 12 race wins under his belt, 58 podiums, nine armor roll pole positions, and he currently sits 10th in the 2020 championship. But um, he was also the first driver to give the Ford Mustang its first ever armor roll pole position back in the mm. Super Lab Adelaide 500 last year. That's right. Congratulations, Fabs. Yes. 200 rounds. 200 rounds. That's no, big. Not an easy feat to get. No. Um, you know, that's that's a good career. Absolutely. So far. That's a lot. That's a lot. You know, a, I mean, lot that, races. a lot of races. 200, 200th race, 200th round. Now 200th round. 200. That's a lot. That's of, a lot of races. It's a lot of mo- That's a lot of flight points. Let me tell you, mm. a lot of flight. Congratulations to him and his family. Uh, you know, Beck and the and the kids. Brilliant. Um, you know, I've, I've got a genuine affection for Fabs, and I and I genuinely hope um, that uh, his career continues into the future. Long may it continue, both in main driver and co-driver space. Still got the best hair in supercars. <laughs> roll that. Rick roll that. Roll that. Kelly. No, 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 no. Not unless you're an Elvis fan. Uh, when Fabian rolled that Bundaberg Commodore through the chase at, and rolled it like 137 times, still gets out, takes the lid off, takes the balaclava off. Boom. Hair. Alabache. Perfect. <laughs> or maybe he's born or with L'Oreal. it. Or L'Oreal. Perfect. <laughs> Stefan. Stefan. Because he's worth it. Stefan. Because he's worth it. But, but uh, congratulations to Fabian Kuldad. Uh Clearly, he, when you look at all of his stats, uh, his standout year in the championship is 2017. Four race wins, including a P2 at Bathurst with Tony Alberto and 11 podiums. In fact, that's his best ever championship result, finishing third 
Yeah. So, um, yeah. Big effort. Big effort. And one and of the only left foot breakers left in the series, I think. Mm. I think he's the only left foot breaker from Mayors. Heimgartner a left foot breaker? No, I don't think so. I think Heimgartner is still right. Right. I think yeah. in going back to the old uh, hair thing, I remember watching a, a video on the socials where all the supercars drivers were asked who has the best hair, and I think it was a tie between Fabs and Anton. Oh yes, yeah, Anton Anton's got right. a full head of hair. Yeah. Yep. good feathers. But I bet you, I bet you, if you go now, this is again we're we're drawing the curtain back here in the McKeldon household. If you go and ask all the crowd members who has the best eyes in supercars, Mrs. Mack. And the and the complete female audience of supercars will say Fabian Coulthard. Yeah, he's got dreamy eyes. So Helen tells me, <laughs> dreamy yeah, eyes. He's, he's he's got dreamy. He's just so dreamy. The old thanks, geez, thanks wifey. The old yeah, dreamy wifey. eyes Coulthard. The old <laughs> dreamy eyes Coulthard. Well, but yeah, good luck to car number twelve at the Bend Repco Super Sprint. Come on, Fabs, bring it home. Yeah, we'd, uh, hopefully it'll be, it'd be nice to see him up the front, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, congratulations again to Fabian Coulthard. You're listening to the driver's seat. Together we're building Australia. We're going to wrap it all up next. And uh, we're going to be seeing someone else in action at the Bend at Motorsport Park. Someone that is very, very close to the show. In fact, you might even say he's on the show. We'll reveal who it is. <laughs> Spoiler alert next on the driver's seat. It's not seat. Steve Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> this is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together we are building Australia. Great to have you company on the driver's seat. I'm also very glad that I know when to put on microphones in case certain sounds oh. don't get through. <laughs> oh, you know you're in the you're on fire you know tonight. you're in the food zone when you're off air and we're talking about the Big Mac versus the Big Jack, and then you go, "Oh, hang on, five seconds." <laughs> <laughs> All the major topics being covered this yes. evening off air, folks. Politics Accurate. of the world. Like people, are, people are at home are sitting. Geez, I wonder what their thoughts are on uh, Jamie <laughs> yeah. versus versus Scotty and how that's going to go. Tell them, nope, we're debating the Big Mac versus the Big Jack. The big Jack. <laughs> but uh, as, as I've never had the opportunity, not the opportunity, as I've never indulged in uh, a, a Big Jack. Same. Um, there's somewhere where I'm surprisingly, going, surprisingly Matthew, to you, you or me, for, for you, surprisingly <laughs> no. that I have. And I yes, haven't. yes. Uh, there is somewhere I'm going this weekend that has a Hungry Jack's right at the entrance, so I may have to partake. It is in a Big Jack, and, and the photo that you sent through was good, Nimsy. <laughs> I try my best, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah. Speaking of Tail and Bender, a couple of bits of news coming out there. First off, our good mate Tommy Randall will be there in the Aussie yes. Tin Tops. Good to see <laughs> in a GT3 Bentley, and I he's How's racing that? in the category uh, that I might be competing in, and I send him a message to say you'll be in the showers by the time I finish. <laughs> you'll be done, mate. You'll be you'll be locked and loaded. I should have. I, I should have got the XD ready and got it down there for the Aussie Tin Tops. Would have been welcome. I would have loved to have been there battling yeah. with you. Would have been welcome. You would have been totally welcome. Mm. Anyway. You would have still beat me, but anyway. Anyway, just uh, missed the boat there. No, actually, to be honest, it's in bits bits and pieces. But Tommy Randall yep. driving a Bentley GT3 car that Rusty French owns. Sexy looking car. Debuting it too. That yes. car has never raced in Australia. Very so cool. So Rusty just bought it because Rusty just wanted to buy it. Good on you, Rusty. Because Rusty can. Rusty has cash. Here. And, and cash is cash. king. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but moving away off uh, towards... Uh, other competitors on the grid. Matty, uh, we, we say this with all due respect, mate. Congratulations. Well done. It's good yes. to see you back racing because, let's face it, for a while there, it looked like you might just have to wait until Bathurst after the Adelaide 500. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it just happens to be that Queensland and has borders open with South Australia. So um, the, the good fine folk at McElroy Racing, uh, their transporter driver, uh, Damien Van Twest, actually picked up my car this evening uh, from New South Wales and he's heading across as a transport driver. He's and he had to get to do special that. dispensation yeah, to do to that, spe- didn't he? Yeah, special dispensation. But he's uh, driving it. Da- he's taking it down in the back of the McElroy truck. And then, uh, yeah, I'm going to have a skid in the Aussie tin top category there's four uh trans am ta2 cars going down there uh with ben walsh carl Begg, and uh anthony Tenkate. so anthony i know did quite anthony well. did he race in sports sedans is that was that the same no, or has he got a uh, no a different one he's he's a big mustang guy so he's right. raced classic mustangs and right. touring cars and other bits and pieces so uh we're gonna go down there and have a bit of a crack i'm gonna be up against ben walsh my old super utes teammate oh, so sparring partner. Yeah. Yeah. maybe ta- i'll feed him a wheel didn't this he time. take you out <laughs> yeah he did in adelaide 500 about three years ago yeah. he fed me a wheel when I was in third, so uh, maybe I'll feed him a wheel. Uh, so that'll be good. Well, give it uh, to him, mate, because there's no championship points on no, offer. No, no, no. I'm going to put hot fuel in it. I'm going to put a different set of tyres <laughs> on it. I'm going to. Oh, why don't you yeah, broadcast yeah. it to the world, Matthew, before you oh, cheat? I can do that. Oh, it's no cheating. It's an open class. I can yeah. do what I want to do. <laughs> there was time there that I was possibly going to. Anyway, uh, so that's going to be fantastic. And uh, uh, if anyone from South Australia, Adelaide, comes out to Taylor Bend, and I think they, have they got crowds. Mm, oh, no, limited crowds, limited crowds, limited yeah. crowd. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Well, if you if you're allowed to get into the pits, please come and say hello. Um, we'd love to say good day to you. And 35 cars entered Nims is all. Very cool. So um, it'll be very interesting to where we sit, but it will be telecast, of course, on Fox Sports and KO, and uh, you can catch it on there. The number five Kubota Mustang. Kubota Mustang. Get Seriously, on there. And I'll be watching you, Maddie. Yeah. Oh no, you will. I mean, I'll be calling you after for advice. No worries. Do. No worries. <laughs> but, no, we but, just. Sorry, I was going to say, just go up the road and grab a big jack and oh, you'll be fine. On the way home. Um, but just quickly too, uh, Paul Morris's son, Nash. Nash having a run in a Super 3 car. Nash the Flash. Nash yep. the Flash is very, very cool. Had a, his first test at uh, uh, in that in that. In that, what is it? FG? It's an FG. Yeah, it's, it's an FG. FG. It's an FG. It's an FG. Yeah, yeah. one. If it yeah, is first test in that, yeah, it is. Yeah, actually, it is. I, mean, I don't know. If it's not can't be one of mine because it's not all bent. So uh, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I got still him still repairing it. Um, also, Madeline Stewart uh, from she races Super, she's super three, 3 with Brad, with Jones, Brad Jones. She's racing in a Correct. Porsche with McElroy. Yeah, yeah. McElroy. So very, very cool. So yeah. it's going to be. I, I actually looking for. I missed. The Aussie Tin Tops up at uh, Townsville. Townsville. I didn't see that race, but That's it was good. very cool. So yeah. I'm actually looking forward to watching you this weekend tear up some of those cars, Matthew. Oh, don't say tear ups. <laughs> don't say that. Oh, oh I mean, I mean, round up. I'm going to be. Roundup. I'm going to be. You know, I am a grandfather now. Maybe just recently, I'm going to be an old man. I'm going to be grandpa. Just putting around in my Trans Am car. I don't. Anyone, anyone that can, sorry, Nims, anyone that can make an engine last for four years because they don't rev it to the red light, of course. <laughs> you're all being sympathetically, mechanically sympathetic, pal. I've you got to say, though, what that is. 100%, though, like watching the Townsville Tin Tops, mm. it, it it does look like a cannonball run, doesn't it? A little bit, yeah. It, it's, it's, if you don't know, it's Super 3 cars, Porsche cars, GTs. Toyota 86, TA2 Trans Am Anything cars. with a roof. Basically. Anything with a roof. I you, can, th- you can come and have a crack. Yeah. But it was also, Nimsy, some of the best racing at Townsville out of any class, including supercars. It was really good. I don't know if... Uh, now, we're, we're wrapping up here very uh, very quickly, but I'm just going to quickly mention, do you remember back in the day the old Gumball 3000? Yes. That used to happen in the States? Yeah. That's what it looked like. Uh, so... Well, if, yes. If you, haven't, if you haven't seen the Aussie Tin Tops, do yourself a favour and check them out. 
uh, at this weekend at Tail and Bend because it is seriously the best category that you will see going around the support category. Yeah, it's it's going to be fantastic. Be, it's going to be a lot of fun. Mm. I, and I don't care where we come. You, the, the pressure's just, not on yeah, you. Yeah, no. I'm just going no to have a skid because I haven't had a, had a drive since Adelaide 500 this year. Um, and I can get there. I can't get to New South Wales. I can't get to Victoria. Uh, so Adelaide, it is. So me and my one crew member. Uh, <laughs> and no toolbox. No toolbox. We're going to go down and hopefully keep it all together. So the pressure's on. It'll be a bit of fun. Should be really good. Remember, the number five Kubota Racing Trans Am Ford Mustang. It's a very, very slick-looking car as well. So you might even have recognized some of the photos that we we actually used that photo off your car when we uh, use any promotion, promotional materials. Do you really? On the old uh, Facebook page. Is, is that because it's got a big Kubota down the side? 100%. There you go. Could um, be. And it's, <laughs> and it's because it, it's the car that's in focus because it's easy to get in focus because it goes so slow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> can't work like this, Nizzy. I can't work like this. I just It's just too much. <laughs> no, I love but, you, Matty. No, you. but we really we do wish you well uh, this weekend, Matty. Uh, have fun. Have a ball. It's going to be uh, great to see you on the old KO. And uh, no doubt I'll be snapping away photos left, front and centre like you were driving around in a big jack. Uh, that's, that's how I, I will po- I will post my big jack experience once I've eaten it. I will post it to onto the driver's seat. <laughs> yep, I'll take a photo of it, Nimsy, and I'll send it to you, and you can stick it on the on the socials <laughs> that McKeldon has tried a big jack. And, and your comments and my comments. Don't sue me, McDonald's. I know you're big supporters of Sen. Don't sue us. Anyway, we'll push on quickly. Uh, <laughs> uh, good luck this weekend, Maddie. Uh, that about wraps up another edition of the driver's seat. Big thank you to Gary Rogers for joining us on the program. As always, we do the driver's seat. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we're building Australia. We'll see you next week. Same time on the driver's seat. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.